Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Soulful Connections with Sam Black. Here, you will find opportunities for healing, renewal, and insightful conversation. Sam is an international psychic medium, trainer, and wellness coach, and is your answer for filling the soul. Good afternoon and welcome to Soulful Connections. I'm your host, Sam Black, in this sunny, beautiful Niagara Falls, and I'm so excited to be joining you today. Now, this is the first of two shows today, and I'm so excited to welcome Reverend Celeste Elliott to the show. Um, You're going to absolutely love Celeste, and you may already be listening to her show on Lilydale Radio. So she'll be able to tell you a little bit more about that in case you haven't had the pleasure of listening in. You'll know when to tune in with her in the future. So without further ado, welcome Celeste to Soulful Connections. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, good. We've got a, a beautiful day down here in uh, in Lilydale, New York. And um, I am just absolutely thrilled to uh, to get a chance to touch touch in with you on your show today. So thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for being here. You know, it is absolutely beautiful. I have been loving visiting Lily Dale the last couple of months. I've always gone off season periodically, but I've been spending more and more time there the last few months, and it's so great to see everybody's homes coming alive and the gardens coming in. And of course we were there yesterday helping with the fairy trail and it's a, it's a magical place year round. Yeah. You know, um, I think that people assume we kind of roll up the streets when, uh, when season ends at the end of summer. (laughs) Um, In actuality, it, um, there is something going on all year round. Uh, we have uh, we have sort of started with a um, preseason schedule um, and a postseason schedule. So we've had classes um, throughout the fall and uh, and the spring. And every Wednesday and the off season, we have a healing service at the Healing Temple. Um, this year, it was in the uh, Octagon Building because we were renovating the Healing Temple, which should be totally finished by this Friday, which we're really excited about. Um, but yeah, so we, we always have something, you know, the churches have classes and, and meditations and uh, Lilydale sponsors things. And um, we just came off of two event weekends. We had a, a women's retreat weekend here in May. Um, and the last weekend uh, we had the pre-summer kickoff, uh, which was great fun. So um, it sure was. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and we even had, um, um, sorry, we're actually, we're starting season a week early this year. Um, so this is the first time ever. It's our 100 and, oh my goodness, I'm afraid 40. to say it now in case I, <laughs> yeah, it's 100 and, yeah, 140th. Um, yeah. So that's, you know that's a big deal we're kind of you know we're we're growing in our old age (laughs) (laughs) this is our absolutely peak season and we're just so excited for everything you know it already starts to feel like the town is waking up so to speak so it absolutely does it absolutely does and you know I love how varied you've been making the events I know that you've been helping with some of the planning and and others too because Definitely, there's many hands at work that make Lilydale the special place that it is. And I love how varied the interests have been. So there's really something for everyone. 
Well, I'm thrilled to hear you say that because that that was the goal. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we uh, we do everything. You know, we try to keep it as peaceful as possible, especially in the summer. Um, so there's this energy that is unlike almost any other place on earth where even if we have thousands of people in camp um, during the, you know, for a special event or something, it still feels um, energized, but quiet and calm at the same mm-hmm. time. So you know, whether people want to come and, um, and just sit by the lake and take that in um, or walk the trails or, or come to the outdoor message services or the healing service, meditation, um, you know, there's, there's that aspect. And then there's also the daily programs, um, the weekly programs, and, and then whatever special class is going on that day as well. Um, and we've done some theme weeks, you know, so um, if, you know, if people are interested in um, specific things like native spirituality or um, uh, mediumship, or you know whatever we've we've got yeah. that and um, you know there's lots to pick and choose from always absolutely um, absolutely and of course we'll be yeah. teen week and teen week as well so um yeah. the younger ones can can come and get something magical out of lilydale as well yeah absolutely and you know we do that in such a it's a very fun fun program it's there's no no energy of um where you must come to class and you must produce and you must be able to do this. And you, it, it's a very <laughs> gentle, fun, uh, game-oriented, social-oriented learning um, opportunity. And um, we keep it very – we find that um, with some programs, um, you know, whether it's about music or arts or, or whatever, um, it can almost get a little bit exploitive with the kids. And we stay as far away from that as we possibly can. Um, and so that's, you know, people will come back after 10 years um, and they will mentor um, after gone, having gone through the program or, you know, they have reunions, they have class reunions. <laughs> Um, for, for the kids who have done the, went through the program several years in a row and made all these great friends. And then they want to come back as adults and hang out together and, um, and experience it in a different way. So um, that's been kind of a, a great little tradition moving forward. Absolutely. It's just wonderful. So Celeste, can you share with the listeners, how did you first become um interested in and a part of spiritualism? Um, well, I sort of grew up in and around the, uh, the spiritualist and metaphysical community. Um, and this was something that um, probably because we have a lot of mediums in my family, that doesn't hurt. Um, although it's, it's not everybody who is involved in spiritualism uh, is a medium or is even connected with mediumship, but it is part of the philosophy. Um, and that, so that's kind of um, having a mom who was highly intuitive and mediumistic and, and understood and um, sort of normalized that for me. And um, uh, so we, we joined, uh, she was in a development circle herself um, and um, involved in these, sort of philosophical groups, this sort of thing, um, which is part of why the philosophy is so important to me. Um, you know, the continued growth and spiritual development and personal relationship with your soul and creator. Um, and that that's kind of, I got that foundation when I was small. Um, but then in there wasn't so much in the 80s where I was growing up having to do with healing. Um, And then I came, you know, I continued to study comparative religion. I continued to study philosophy and mediumship. um, And I I always think this is hilarious now. 
it didn't interest me too much in my um, in my teens and my early 20s. It was it was around, and I just felt like I knew so many mediums. It was kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and I came to uh, Lilydale for the first time when I was in college. I was 21, and um, uh, came with with somebody that I was doing a uh, an internship with. And we just kind of stopped over on the way to somewhere else. Um, and it was really um, a great, fun experience. And it, it got me, that got me linked into healing. And uh, the philosophy uh, and study of what energy can truly do. Um, and I, sort of, I really credit that with deepening um, my understanding and respect for uh, all of the work. And, um, and that, so that is kind of, you know, I had the foundation when I was younger, but that's what brought me in as an adult. Um, and I think it's really good and really healthy that people go out and um, explore different concepts and different, um, you know, of, of religious philosophy and development and, um, um, you know, whether you're studying uh, existentialism or um, you know, or you're engrossed in um, in the mysticism um, aspect of things, um, Kabbalah or Catholicism or Lutheranism, or um, or you have you're looking into um, Buddhism. Um, you know, any of this is going to add another dimension to your understanding and your spirituality. And I think as long as you put the focus on that, um, you know, in one way or another, you're going to be able to connect to people no matter what their path is. Um, and it will help you to, to strengthen and bring yourself into alignment with um, uh, kind of somebody jokingly used the phrase um, power lifting for the soul. <laughs> 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 because everything that you do adds to that energy um, and, and it helps you to become um, stronger in, in your soul um, so that all the other stuff that you come up against on this plane of existence, um, you, can, you, know, you can learn from it, you can grow from it, and it's not going to make you feel two inches tall and like you'll never recover from it. Um, Absolutely. You know, life on this plane is not—it's not always sunshine and rainbows. We <laughs> 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 wish it was. You know. um, yeah. So, well, I—I I love that you share your journey and how it's been a process and how, you know, it's not necessarily the way you thought that it would turn out. And I think that's so important for people to know because I know when. When people connect with me, they'll say, oh, how long have you been connecting with spirit? Well, I've been connecting with spirit since I was a small child. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that I was sharing mediumistic readings since I was a small child. You know, it, it's an evolution. And I can remember my teen years, I kind of had a little giggle when you said it really was a top priority for you. Because for me in my teen years, my friends thought the psychic part was really cool, but none of them were very interested in talking to grandma, right? So during those years, I was worried, like, which boy is going to ask me to the dance? Like, all of that kind of thing. And and although, you know, I don't do those kinds of readings now, certainly at the time it was age appropriate and it was fun. And either way, it was part of my intuitive training, Um you know, so mediumship wasn't necessarily part of the forefront, and I had some fears, and, and unfortunately, I didn't have the supports like you have with your mom and with your family. So, you know, it's so interesting. I love hearing everybody's journey on how they got to where they are today and, and seeing that evolution and the relationship with spirit and also the fact that you are also sharing to check out other faiths, religions, backgrounds, cultures. And I definitely support that as well, because the more textured you are in your knowledge, the more you're actually able to decipher some of the information that's shared with you when spirit is trying to give you a different perspective. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's really important. And I, um, 
it really is, I, I find and I just, I laugh because I look back and I see over the course of my life where um, spirit would put me in a position where it would, you know, they would introduce me to a concept um, or they would introduce me to a person who, who works with one particular type of energy and it may not remotely interest you in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. And then later on, oh, I get it now. (laughs) You know, it's it's a very, spirit is very patient. Um, And, you know, aren't we we fortunate for that? Uh, Because you never know. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Um, Really, things will get reintroduced to us and reintroduced to us and, um, you know, it, to, to really help and prepare us. Um, and I think that's what, um, what people forget is that, you, you know, they have this construct in their mind of, um, you know, if, if I don't do exactly the right thing in the right order, um, then I'm, I'm going to get zapped by this guy with the beard and the lightning finger. And, <laughs> um, and it's like, there's a lot of times and a lot of people that you, you almost have to heal beyond that perception um, before you can move forward in, um, in a deeper, more gentle understanding of, um, of soul nature and of creator. Um, and I think coming into spiritualism and coming into um, this understanding where it was like, you know, it's the, it's whatever the nature of your understanding is rather than um, this is the dogma, this is the creed, this is the list of rules and thou shalt follow or thou shalt be looked down upon. Um, (laughs) That was very good and very open and very freeing for me Um, because I really, um, you know, I, I, I told you I had um, a background and um, in spiritualism and metaphysics, but I also have some background with Catholicism. I also have some background with uh, Lutheranism. Um, I also have some background with, there's a, there's a very long list of, um, um, I spent some time with, uh, with Born Again um, Assembly of God, um, that energy. And, you know, that's where I learned about healing, actually, for the for the first time, that's where I viewed it because that was within their um, within their belief system and their church and um, message bringing because they talk about speaking in tongues um, and you know it's it's very different than how we practice it how I practice it now or what I see now um, within spiritualism but it was an introduction. Um, and with the Catholicism, um, I saw a lot with mysticism. And I saw a lot with, um, um, you know, so because the, the tradition was if somebody was born very mediumistic or, or as a natural healer, um, they would typically go into the church and be a monk or a priest or a nun. Um, and so people who, who were of faith and practice would go to these, these priests, these nuns, these, you know, these healers. Um, because it was sanctioned. So the, in every generation and in every society, we create a framework for these same truths. And it goes across eons. Um, and you just have to find what works for you. Um, and this is, this is it for me. This is what works for me um, philosophically. And, um, um, and this is, you know, this is where I find my, um, my fulfillment and uh, what makes my soul feel light and um, gives me the, the energy of, of feeling at home. Um, so, you know, I hope that no matter what people explore, that they find that for themselves as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's really what I encourage as well, you know, when I'm talking to people about, being spiritual and the difference that, you know, it's different than being religious, being spiritual. And growing up, we, we went to a lot of um, non-denominational churches, and I spent primarily a lot of my time in the Anglican church. 
and my grandmother's family is Catholic. So I did spend a lot of time and, and it's so funny. I like to share a story when I was 10 years old, like nine, 10 and 11, um, I lived with my mom and my brother would get to go to my dad's on the weekends. I had to stay back with her and she would sleep in. So I would get up Sunday mornings and I'd go to church. So by the time she was waking up, I'd be in the kitchen making her breakfast or I'd be baking muffins and, and she'd say, well, Sammy, what have you been up to this morning? I'd say, oh, you know, I got ready and I went to church. I came back and she kind of would laugh it off like, yeah, right, you have, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, fast forward, I'm 11 years old and I'm in the hospital. I'd had surgery on, um, on my ankle and uh, in walks father from, from the church. And my mom's like, oh, it's okay. We don't need a chaplain. And he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm here to see Sammy. You know, <laughs> she's like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> we don't, we don't need anybody. You know, she just had surgery. She's not dying or anything. She's fine. And he said, no, no, she asked me to come. And he walked in and I said hello to him and was filling him in. And she just looked, <laughs> my poor mother, she probably felt horrible. <laughs> she was just looking so surprised. I said, well, I told you that I go to church on Sunday mornings when you sleep in. <laughs> Because I was just called to go, and and I didn't even always go to the Sunday school. The children's I I love to listen to the stories, and I love to find the healing in the messages, and and I just really enjoyed it. So my poor mother was you know blindsided that afternoon um, at the hospital, but you know I do feel we get that calling, and we can get the lessons wherever we're called, and and the opportunity comes to us, and you know fast forward through, you know, through time, when I first went to my first spiritualist church um, service, I can remember thinking, oh, finally, I'm at home, because I had loved certain pieces, bits and pieces, nothing quite fit what I believed, until I was able to step into that energy and have the understanding that, you know, it's the God of your own understanding. We're not, we're not going to nitpick about that stuff. Let's talk about the bigger stuff. And uh, right. for me, that's been such a great blessing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and I'm so glad. Um, anytime one of us finds that energy, um, it, it, I feel like it makes it easier for all of us to find that energy in a, in a strange way. So, um, bonus. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting that my my children, if you know, it, we're very open. We want them to explore and 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 see what they'd like to see. And of course, my Brooklyn loves to come to Lilydale with me. And my youngest came with me on Sunday, and she very much is very empathic. And uh, you know, so she, it was a little overwhelming because she was picking up a spirit and everybody else's emotions and things like that. So we had to chat about that after. And she said, "Do you know what I really loved?" And I said, "What's that?" She said, "Everybody's welcome there. Not once yeah. did they put down anybody else's religion." She said, "Everyone yeah. is welcome there." And I said, "Absolutely." So it's it's really wonderful. To even you know. My daughter at 14 could pick up on that energy, even though that wasn't explicitly said, right? So it's pretty, it's pretty wonderful. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a fabulous thing, and especially for somebody that age, you know. Um, uh, it's funny because I I have so many people who say to me, "Oh, geez, I wish I'd found this in my teens. I wish I'd found this place in my 20s, or you know, whatever and whatever age it is." And it's like, well, you know. The thing is, when you're ready, you do find it. And um, we have a we have a joke here because Lilydale is actually an island. Um, doesn't look like it, but it is. Um, <laughs> uh, where we say, you know, uh, when you are ready, the island will call you. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, there is just something very special about that energy. Um, you know, it was a sacred it was a sacred place and a sacred island um, to the Native Americans in the area um, well before it was settled, um, and uh, you know, so that that energy continues, um, and we're just so fortunate. Everybody who lives here really, we consider ourselves to be um, stewards of of the energy and the property rather than owners per se mm -hmm. 
it's a different kind of way to look at it. Um, yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. And there is an energy that you feel um, as soon as you begin that process up tail drive towards the gates, you can feel the energy shift. And um, I was explaining to someone who, who hadn't been, she said, what should I expect? And I said, well, everyone has their own understanding and their own experience, but I can tell you what I experienced. And the first time I drove up, it almost felt as though the roads were actually giant arms opened up waiting to hug you and bring you inside. Like it just, it felt so warm and comforting just to be there. Not even before I'd even interacted with anyone, just being there. And I think that's what kept me coming back even off season. There's so many times I would come and just sit in the boathouse or, or go up to the stump or something and sit and write and journal or even just sit and be in the energy. And it's just such a warm, um, inviting energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and so many people talk about that. Um, some people talk about it as, you know, they start to kind of feel alive as they're coming up the hill and they feel it right when they turn on Dale Drive. But you're right. It's like as soon as you sort of round that last bend before the great the gates, it's mm-hmm. like a huge difference. So, yeah. It sure is. Um, it sure is. Now, I had, a, I had a lady ask me a couple Sundays ago about the vortexes at Lilydale. And I said to her, I said, I'm not sure, but I'm going to ask. So do you know anything? Are there energy vortexes per se around Lily Dealers or any stories about that? Uh, yeah, actually, there's a lot of stories around that. Um, and uh, Patricia Price, who is a, um, a medium on the grounds and a um, the founder of the uh, City of Light Church, has a book out called The Seven Vortexes of Lilydale. Um, and she sort of documented um, stories and areas um, where there is this kind of uh, wonderful conglomeration of, of good energy. Um, and, you know, in some ways that kind of reminds me, I think um, any place where you really concentrate and build up energy um, through uh, ritual or through prayer work or um, that sort of thing, like you can really feel it. Um, there's energy definitely um, out at uh, the, the area on the property called Inspiration Stump, um, which is one of the areas that has been dedicated to um, mediumship message work and, um, and meditation because uh, people love to just kind of go out and sit there. It's in, in the middle of a, um, an old-growth forest, which is pretty spectacular in and of itself. Um, it sure is. Yeah, and you really, there you can just really, really feel the difference in the energy. Um, and same with uh, the Forest Temple, um, which is another mediumship spot, which started... Um, that actually started as a discussion spot, a lecture spot, um, where people would gather and they would talk about topics of the day, um, philosophy, um, uh, some politics with that. Um, the Victorians were very political, um, I'll, I, I would definitely say, you know, talking about the abolitionist movement and the temperance movement and um, going within and value system and, and all of that. Um, so uh, that's another big spot. There's, um, there's lots of them that are, are kind of documented, but um, uh, what's very interesting about Lilydale is that um, if you do anything with uh, sacred geometry um, and you follow um, what's referred to as ley lines, um, so these sort of bands of energy um, that go around the earth. Um, We have actually two that intersect in Lilydale, um, which sort of makes it like a power spot. Um, And, you know, we talk about anybody who, who comes here, what you bring to Lilydale is what gets amplified by Lilydale. So if you come seeking healing, 
Um, and, and that is your intention. Lilydale will kind of amplify that energy. Um, if you come seeking communication and knowledge, Lilydale will amplify that energy. Um, and it's very, I will say it's very unusual uh, for any kind of power spot um, on the planet that people actually live there, let alone live there year-round. Um, most places people would go and they would visit, but they wouldn't. Um, Glastonbury is another um, place that, um, that has kind of similarities uh, where it's, it has the two ley lines. Um, and it's, it's very, um, it's, it's, so that makes it very interesting, I have to say. Um, and that, you know, so it makes it sort of like it would naturally be someplace that humans are attracted to for spiritual reasons and purposes. Um, but living here is, is definitely, um, that makes it different, truly, truly. Um, the there are spots um, some of which are inaccessible and so I am not challenging anybody to go out and find them. <laughs> <laughs> um, there would be um, sort of in the, the swamp area. Um, originally uh, this island was referred to as Fern Island um, because it's in the middle of, um, it's on the upper Casadega Lake, which is a tri-lake system, a natural tri-lake system. And um, what happened in order to sort of build Dale Drive um, in that area and, and create this kind of peninsula almost, um, there were, the, the native population was um, uh, known as like mound builders. Um, and so some of these actually got um, pushed over or paved over um, in order to create more land for people to, to cross, um, uh, to eliminate the, the, the barriers of getting to the island. Um, back in the uh, early 18, 1800s, mid-1800s, somewhere in that that area. So um, that work was done before Lilydale was sort of taken over um, for free thinkers and, and spiritualists. But um, there are still very swampy, marshy protected areas, uh, bird sanctuaries, this sort of thing. And um, so I'm not suggesting that people go out there. However, <laughs> um, some of the, uh, the mound building areas um, are still intact, um, and there are power areas or vortexes with that as well, which are not as well documented, um, but in some ways that's a good thing in order to protect them. That is so fascinating. I had no idea. Yeah, um, there is there is a lot of history, and it, um, you know, as much as as much as I can study it, um, there's, I could probably fill volumes with what I don't yet know also. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I too am reading up on, on the history and, and things like that. And so I wanted to ask you about a certain part of history that I know is close to your heart as well. And that is in around the and um, bringing together the women for women's rights and what Lilydale is still doing to honor that energy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, back from, we started as a, as a camp, a summer camp, or uh, summer camp, but also a, a, a camp for free thinkers. And, um, you know, the camp season at that time was only like three days, um, and then we moved to a week, and then we moved to two weeks. and. So it was very popular in the Victorian era. But from the beginning, they would have a women's day. And um, they would, uh, so they would do parades and they would march and um, they would listen, they would have big speakers come in. The first person who spoke in Lilydale uh, was a woman and a suffrage, uh, a suffrage figure. Um, so, which is just kind of incredible in and of itself in an era when women were not 
supposed to speak publicly. Um, that was very much looked down upon. It was very frowned upon. It was considered um, really shocking behavior that women have a, um, a platform and uh, idea. And what happened was you had this kind of wonderful, perfect storm of the temperance movement, of the uh, suffrage movement, all kind of coming together at once um, and coming with the, um, the spiritualist philosophy, um, which was, you know, a philosophy and, and something that was discussed for a very long time, well before it ever became a kind of formal religion. Um, which, you know, so we, you had about uh, 50 years there. Um, but women were always considered quite equal uh, within, within that philosophy. Um, so you had women that were very big in the suffrage movement. You had women that were very big in the, um, in the temperance movement, in the abolitionist movement, because we were taking ideas from a lot of different places, um, including Quakerism, um, including the Unity Church. Um, and, and so it really, um, it really created opportunity. Um, women would even um, advocate for uh, divorce laws um, because you could not, women could not own property. Women could not speak publicly. Um, and if you were married to somebody who was abusive, um, and very difficult, um, then you were just kind of stuck, no matter what. Um, if you inherited money and they took it and you just didn't have any choice, um, it was what it was before then. So we had these incredible, big, well-known speakers from all over the country, um, that would come in, uh, you know, we had Elizabeth Cady Stanton, we had um, Reverend Dr. Anna Howard Shaw, Susan B. Anthony, of, of course, is one of the best known ones. Um, but they were all involved in the spiritualist movement and in the women's suffrage movement. Um, you know, and so it was, it was in, an incredible time um, that they came and they were honored and they were able to speak from the stage. And, at one point, we had 3,000 women come and speak in the, um, have a conference in the auditorium. Um, and we had, you know, Susan B. Anthony on stage, and we had just incredible, incredible speeches and women very, um, that, uh, and in fact, the first dollar that was ever made was, um, for the women's movement, the women's suffrage movement was given um, by a man in Lilydale to the women's committee. Um, so that's, you know, really quite a big deal. And um, we honor that every year. We have started a four-year um, event celebration. Uh, we're on our third year now. Um, and with that, we have, um, so we have the Women's Day, but it's actually two days. <laughs> uh, we got a grant from the New York Humanities, um, uh, an action grant, and uh, we are doing a lecture series on um, Friday, or sorry, Saturday. Um, I'm looking for the exact date, sorry, so I don't I think it's the 24th. Um, <laughs> I, I believe it's August 24th. It is. It's, it's August 24th and August 25th. August 24th is the lecture series, and it's called Diversity and Inclusion, question mark, in the women's suffrage movement. And um, we're, so we're talking about, because people don't know that women of various color and background got the vote at different times in this country. It didn't all come with the one amendment. Um, you know, Asian women were not considered citizens until the 60s. Uh, black women did not get their vote um, and, 
until much later on. Um, and even then, they had to fight in order, they had to fight through the Jim Crow laws in order to speak. Um, the Native American vote, they didn't get theirs until much later on. And yet, we were very influenced with the white, um, with the white women, white suffrage movement, um, connected with the Haudenosaunee uh, Native Americans and how they had equality. And if you and many of the suffrage women would um, become adopted into the Haudenosaunee tribes, um, because then they would have citizenship and they would be allowed to vote within the Haudenosaunee tribe, but not uh, within the uh, as an American citizen. Mm -hmm. That didn't just come incredible for a long time. to look at. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, so it's it's really it's fascinating when we look back over time, um, but. You know, we we had um, some... <laughs> sounds sounds like uh, sounds like you had a puppy or or a little one in the background. But <laughs> yeah, Rosie had her say. <laughs> yeah, and, um, but yeah, we we've had some really incredible women who have come. Uh, we have a whole um, we have a walking history tour on Sunday, August 25th, uh, called the Her Story Tour. And people are representing these incredible figures that uh, made a difference in Lilydale. Um, and they will, they will talk in a sort of first-person story, what was going, you know, from, their pers from the character's perspective, the, the historical perspective of what was going on in the world. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to be a part of that. Um, Margaret and I were chatting about that on Sunday and I think it's just so amazing I can't wait to see how all of that turns out yeah and, and you know when you walk around town you will see um, a lot of the public buildings and private homes have this purple gold and white bunting on the houses and that's because it was the um, the American suffrage movement colors and banners um, mm. so that's you'll see it um, and people ask all the time so now you know and you can you can tell people <laughs> absolutely absolutely I will and you know so I love that event I know there's a lot of other events coming up so before our time's over I'd love for you to share what you'll be teaching this summer also what events you're most looking forward to and I know that that is a really Difficult question because there's so many amazing things going on, but just so My that business. everyone can kind of get a little bit of idea of what you are looking forward to most this summer. Yeah, we we have some really incredible stuff coming up. Um, I guess the top classes and things that I'm looking forward to attending um, has everything to do with. Uh, James Redfield coming uh, from the mm -hmm. Celestine Prophets book. Um, Neil Donald Walsh from Conversations with God. I think that's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, we have uh, Mira Kelly coming who um, talks about past lives. Um, of course, we're starting the season with um, uh, the uh, traveling, t the Tibetan monks, um, the I am going to, I, I think you know who I'm talking about, the troop that comes around, and it's not off the top of my head, the official, their official name, but you get the point. Um, yes. Then I, I have an opportunity to teach three times in Lilydale this summer, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I have uh, two classes on automated, automatic and... Um, uh, sorry, uh, the, I have a class on two different dates called Diving into the Depth of the Spirit World uh, through Automatic Writing. And it's actually automatic writing as well as um, inspired writing and because we feel that it's very important to know the difference 
between the two. Um, and I'm teaching that, I'm co-teaching that with a, a friend of mine from um, up in the Buffalo area, Kathleen Bolt. Um, so it's the same class, two different times, uh, one in July and the uh, on July 18th, and again in August on August 28th. Um, then we also, I also have a class personally called a flexible approach to mediumship, um, and I, that is an all-day class, um, and it's really about. Um, learning to address things within mediumship, learning to build your mediumship, um, demonstrating in, in different ways. Um, so it's going to kind of push people uh, a little bit, um, you know, but it's a very fun, no-fail, interactive class. Um, and beyond that, I'm also chairing um, a fundraiser called the Victorian Soiree. Um, we, that has been kind of an annual tradition. We've always called it the Victorian Seance, um, but we decided to modernize the name a little bit. Um, the mediums will be, will be dressing up um, and, and doing circles and various Victorian styles. Um, so that's anything from ribbon readings to sand scrying to um, tarot and um, uh, table tipping. So it's, it's a really, really, really super fun event. The mediums will dress up. The guests are invited to dress up, but they don't have to. Um, but we'll have lots of really great, um, great music and um, hors d'oeuvres and desserts and all sorts of things. Um, and that is um, a tax-deductible ticket uh, because it is a fundraiser, uh, which is always a good thing, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but that is coming up just at the end of the month, June 29th. That's awesome. That's my birthday. Yay! So it's a good day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. So you're, you're a then as well. I sure am. There's a yeah. lot of us that are actually. Yeah, yeah, myself as well. Um, I'm just a couple days after you, so that is fantastic. No wonder we get along so well. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> so how can people get tickets for that fundraiser? Uh, you can you can go about it one of uh, three ways. You can go onto the website at lilydaleassembly.org. And you can um, you can search for the Victorian soiree and uh, and mediumship circles, or actually it'll just come up if you Victorian soiree um, <laughs> if you type that in. But um, you can also call the office, um, and our our people that are working there will always help people sign up. That's not a problem, um, and their number is seven one six. Five nine five eight seven two one, or if you happen to be in the area, you can also stop by. Um, the tickets are limited for that, but um, where there's availability, and right now we have plenty of plenty of room, um, you can sign up at the door as well. So there's no difference in ticket price. Um, fantastic, and, fantastic. Yeah. And for those listening, Lily Dale is also very well known for having so many different mediums to choose from. And of course, Celeste yeah. is a registered medium at Lilydale, so you're able to receive a reading from her as well. So Celeste, can you share a little bit about what to expect when people want to get a reading? I know sometimes people will show up and want readings that day and they, they're a little disappointed because mediums are booked up because yeah, that does happen quickly. So can you kind of share a little bit about the process and then, of course, what to expect when they're receiving a reading? Uh, yeah, you know, I always tell people to pick their, their medium and who they go to based on energy, who they feel drawn to, uh, whether that is by, you know, what they look like, whether it's um, – uh, by reputation, whether it, you know, if they want to check out their, um, uh, their website, all of the mediums are listed on the website uh, at lilydaleassembly.org. Um, 
And they can also um, uh, just kind of walk around, go to the message services, feel out, um, you know, and see who they is, it does really good mediumship work and, um, and go from there. So, um, you know, it, it's however they feel drawn. But we do suggest that people get um, an appointment ahead of time. Um, but if you're walking around, not every house has a medium in it. Um, it's just the houses that have a sign outside, and you can check. There's usually there's a sign that will say open, um, appointments available, or open but no appointments available, that sort of thing. Um, and people can kind of sign up from there. So Absolutely. Um, and I always say each house is so unique, and, and it's so neat to yeah. walk up and down the streets and just feel the energy from the houses. And you'll you'll be drawn to the one that's for you, absolutely. So how does it work if people would like to receive a reading from you, Celeste? Uh, well, you can um, you can call, um, you can email, or you can book directly on my website at lilydaleassembly.org. Um, I do have um, uh, an online booking system with Square, um, and that it, it makes it easy for people to go through so it sure does and a lot of the mediums yeah. are taking appointments now for summertime so if there's someone that you've been wanting to connect with know that you can often book that appointment now so that when you do visit it's already all set up for you right yeah and you know um many mediums will take later appointments if they know that you're coming <laughs> if you book in advance. Um, uh, so especially if you're looking for a later afternoon or evening appointment, you, you want to check ahead of time. And I did forget because it's brand new. Um, as of this year, thanks to the Lily Gale Mediums League, there is a board down at uh, the post office when you first come into town and it lists all the mediums and their phone numbers. Um, and you, they have like a little system on this magnet board uh, where there's, if there's like a little circle beside their name, it says, I'm in town. And if you have a second little circle, it says, um, you know, I'm available. I'm taking walk-in appointments today. Um, so you'll want to check the board also if, you, if you're kind of in a hurry sort of thing. <laughs> That's great that you mentioned that. That's a wonderful idea. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice new addition, I have to say. You know, it's it's low tech, but it definitely works. So, um, you know, that anything we can do to help make it easier on our guests, we're we're very much into, truly. So wonderful, wonderful. And one last question: Lily Dale's known for having really delicious, yummy food. I joke and oh, say there's yeah. no no calories in Lilydale. I don't know that that's factual, but I say it anyway. So curious minds want to know, and of course, no biases here. What is your favorite treat at Lilydale, and where can people find it? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I have a favorite at every single one <laughs> of the if that counts. So it does. Cannot, How about your favorite from you each know? one? Cause I know it's hard oh. to choose just one. Yeah. Um, so the, the Bauhaus restaurant, uh, formerly the sunflower cafeteria, this is such a cancerian discussion and I think it's perfect. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the Bauhaus just opened in the sunflower cafeteria building and it's fully renovated and, and looking great. Um, I have to say they have uh, Sobe uh, water on tap, um, which I'm a huge fan of because um, it gives you a little flavor. They also have out like fruit water um, for, for people. I love that touch. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so nice. Um, but I can get like a real dinner there. Um, and I'm really, really, really enjoying um, and this is terrible, but their French fries are probably the best thing I've ever had ever. Um, I was going to say that for me too. <laughs> they are so good. Um, their gluten-free mozzarella sticks are also pretty amazing. Um, so, but yeah, they're, 
you know, the the chicken is good, the steak is good, the the burgers are good. So I'm I'm loving that. Um, I cannot go in the summer without my uh, the chicken scoop salad at Monica's Delights or the Blintz's. They are so so tasty. Um, they also have garlic soup which I don't like garlic, but I like their garlic soup. I also um, don't eat it because I have clients in a very small office and I feel bad for my clients. Um, <laughs> but I will eat that in the off season. Um, you know, I, I, I'll buy it and have it later. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the Lucy's Coffee Shop, my goodness, their, um, especially, their chocolate chip cookies are outstanding. Um, their coffee is fantastic, um, and I can't tell you, their gluten-free desserts just make my life so easy. Uh, I have some, some wheat sensitivities, and um, all three places, if you have wheat sensitivities or you're vegetarian or whatever, they, um, they go above and beyond to make accommodations for that, um, and I, I can't tell you just how fantastic that is. So, um, yeah. Um, (laughs) Thank you for sharing. So I have to echo the French fries really are fantastic. Um, And also Chef Jordan makes the most delicious vegan chocolate cake. Um, I forget exactly what it's called, but if you just say that it, try it. It is so delicious. Um, also the scones at Lucy's incredible way to start your morning. Um, Mm -hmm. and Monica's delight. I love their pasta salad. Oh, it's so good. Oh Mm -hmm. yes. The pasta. You know, have you had their, um, their, uh, basil tomato panini, the cheese panini? I haven't, but that sounds fantastic. Oh my goodness. They have one that is a... Um, tomato pesto and uh, grilled cheese on on a grilled cheese, and it just it makes my life very happy. <laughs> so I could have spent the whole day talking, the whole episode talking to you, <laughs> truly. Well, you know, we couldn't end the episode without touching on that. Celeste, thank you so so much for joining me today. And how can everyone connect with you? Uh, they can, I am all over the place. Um, I am on Instagram. I am on Facebook. Um, I've got my website. Um, I've got my radio show on Thursdays. You mentioned that, uh, which I have two more episodes and then I go on hiatus for the summer. Uh, but that's on, um, that's called, uh, wake up to spirit. And that's on Thursday mornings at 10 AM on blog talk radio. And it's under the Lilydale radio show. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I am everywhere um, and, and very easy to get a hold of. So Wonderful. Whatever, whatever for people. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much again for joining me today. I'm looking forward to seeing oh, you over you. the summer. And um, definitely, Celeste is someone you want to check out. If you're going to be visiting Lily Dale, she's a very um, open, talented medium. She's super kind and knowledgeable. Uh, super friendly so make sure you say hello and uh, I will look forward to seeing you soon fantastic I look forward to seeing you as well thank you and if you're looking to connect with me over the summer I will be at Lily Deal quite a bit I'm teaching I'm so excited to be teaching there on August 28th and 29th so you can always catch both Celeste and I on the 28th of August if you wanted to um but know that there are so many amazing presenters and teachers coming to the space. So definitely you're going to want to go to www.lilydaleassembly.org, get a feel for what's happening, grab some of your favorite friends and um, check it out. Go for a few days. The guest houses are lovely. And as we mentioned, no one goes hungry in Lilydale. Um, if you're looking to connect with me, www.sandblack.ca or www.consciouslycreatingwithsam.com. Now, just like Celeste, I'm all over Instagram, Facebook, my Facebook page, Sam Black Psychic Medium, 
also coaching solutions with Sam Black. So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode and feel free to subscribe on iTunes or on Blog Talk Radio so you can stay up to date with all of the upcoming episodes. I'm wishing you guys so much love and happiness. I'm so excited to be welcoming my good friend, Erin Cruitt, tonight to the show. She also is co-teaching with me and Lily Dale, so it's a Lily Dale theme today. But we will be sharing live intuitive readings tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So join us back here and have an absolutely magical day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.